across anything that slows you down, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, March 8th, 508. The weather's pretty good now, but snow is coming, they tell me. Um, excited to continue uh, as long as we can continue having candidates on. Today uh, we have uh, now State Legislature District 28, Roy Christensen on. Uh, you know Roy is a friend of the show. Uh, welcome, Roy. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to get into uh, your candidacy and kind of, uh, I would say, uh, shifting um, some focus on different issues from being a former city councilman. Sure. But um, always appreciate when you come in and offer wise words about the council. Excuse me. Um, one of the other things I would like to do, programming note right up front, uh, there will be no drive time Lincoln tomorrow uh, because there is uh, Husker men's basketball versus Northwestern, which is good because the Huskers are on a hot streak. And I think that's cool. And then Thursday, uh, one of the shows I'm most excited about, if not, um, the most excited about we're going to have uh, trans activist Natalie Wieson, um really showcasing a public discourse, a civil discourse about issues that are difficult to talk about in our community. Obviously, you know, it all started with the fairness ordinance. And, and so we're, we're going to try to find here. Here's what I'll say, because I have met with Natalie and we've kind of talked through this and, and gotten to try to understand both sides of the issues. There are, Absolutely more things in common with regard to these issues, not only in America, but here in Lincoln, than I think everybody gives both sides credit for. And Natalie and I thought if we can do a show and begin that conversation, you know, maybe for the city, we can begin to figure out solutions that work best for everybody. So I'm excited about that on Thursday. And then Friday, hey, right now they tell me we got a show. State basketball is going on. Uh, but hey, let's uh, spend the hour um, kind of re-getting to know uh, Roy Christensen, and call lines will be open in the second segment of the show because uh, Roy's all about taking callers. But anyway, um, you know, I know you're a local businessman, right? In, in hearing, um, you know, audiology. Um, maybe just remind the audience your background. Well, I've been an audiologist here in Lincoln since 1997. Uh, private business owner uh, for the last 20 years. So um, I know what it is to own a business, and my business is to listen and help people hear. And uh, so helping people who are isolated from uh, the world, from connecting to other people, that's what I do. Uh, So I enjoy it. I can't really imagine not doing my audiology practice because uh, I tell people I would do it at no charge if I could get away with it. I could probably get away with it for for about a month, and then <laughs> I'd go out of business, and my wife would be unhappy with me. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but I love doing it. Well, and also one of the things when we first met that we hit it off is we're both veterans. That's right. And I think that we both study history and and we're interested in looking at things. And uh, you know, you have served the country as well, and y- you came and um, started your audiology practice, um, but then you got into public service. Right. You know, how did that come about? Well. Um, I decided that I was at a point in my life that I could engage uh, more. My business was well-established, and uh, I had something I thought I could give back to my community. And so 
I started attending different civic groups, uh, groups that get involved with politics locally. And uh, at one point, uh, uh, I was working with a group of people and a small group of people on an advisory committee that's maybe seven to ten people advising a city councilman. We'd meet with one with this guy once in a month, and and then somebody said, "Well." Why don't you run for city council? <laughs> and I thought, well, I'll thought about it for a while. And then I went to an audiology conference, and uh, uh, there was a a guy there. Who, who who's the guy that uh, owns uh, Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Records? And um, oh boy, he shoots himself into space, Branson. Yeah, Branson, Branson, Sir Richard Branson. And he was giving this talk, and he just asked the question. What would you do tomorrow if you knew you absolutely could not fail? And the first thing that popped into my mind was run for city council. So I did, and I was successful for two terms. And, um, you know, so my career has been about listening yeah. and, and hearing people. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it. I think the listeners, you know, you've been on the show. You've been a great supporter of the show. And, and I think you have a very calm and cool demeanor, especially when it comes to talking about hard issues. Um, what are you hearing that's out there, you know, and in the public sphere right now? Well, right now, it's just like every news story is about Ukraine and see people are talking about Ukraine and uh, they, I've been getting calls and people are saying, Hey, you know, two things. So they're talking about what's going on in Ukraine, the refugees there. And we're over 1.5 million refugees. Yes. It's have fled and it's growing. Um, and people have also been talking to me about the local Lincoln issues of uh, we have Nebraska has the lowest unemployment rate in the nation and Lincoln's unemployment rate is the lowest in Nebraska, as far as I know, and uh, you can't find enough skilled workers. And so I've been thinking about this a bit and say, you know, um, I've been starting a business on my own, uh, a new business, and I I only need five people, and I've been having trouble finding them. Really? Yeah. So it's been an interesting thing, and I think the time has come. We have a labor shortage in in Nebraska, um, and so... Here are these Ukrainians that need a place to go. We've got space and we've got jobs. And uh, I think we could have a win-win situation. Uh, two needs, one solution. Get some of those people coming here. Yeah. Um, I hope that the, the governor will uh, find a way to bring some Ukrainians here to Lincoln to resettle. Uh, there's a lot of skilled workers there, professionals even. Uh, you know, Ukraine has a first world education system yes so you're going to see people if they come here and i hope they do uh with skills ready to hit the ground running uh many of these people if they're under 50 they probably already speak english mm-hmm. because in in those european countries they learn english from kindergarten yes all the way through school so uh i think this is a win-win yeah. yeah, I think that I think one uh the the refugee crisis will probably grow uh and and it may double. It I it may triple. No one knows. Um but you are right. I mean, I think f- people forget that uh Ukraine has had a taste of uh western style not only uh government not without its issues but uh trade and all of that ever since uh you know breaking away from the former USSR. So I think you're absolutely right that uh you know, you have a lot of agricultural knowledge, you have a lot of uh what we would call same knowledge base here in America. I mean, yep. it's, it's not a backwards place. Um, and the other thing I like, and I've always said this about Lincoln, you know, Lincoln has done a great job of bringing refugees and immigrants in and have our little pockets in the city. And, uh, and we do a really good job. Yes. I, I would think that we're a very attractive place. And I know there's a lot of uh, local Ukrainians that are working hard to try yep. to work with the governor to get that done. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I'd be remiss without with our military background just to say, you know, how have you watched this crisis? It's the first one in, um, well, since Gulf War One that I've watched on TV. Right. Um, and uh, it's sad, of course. I think anybody understands that. But, you know, I guess some of your fears just as an American and thoughts. Well, my biggest fear is uh, that we could end up in a third world war. Yeah. That's a very serious matter right now. And we need to do all the things we can do, in my opinion, to help the Ukrainian people. Um, because I think they have a good shot at prevailing in this, but it'll take a while. Now, one of the things that, that I've uh, decided to do is give blood. You know, blood doesn't travel very far, but plasma does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my experience in the military, I was in the medical field in the military. I ran a battalion aid station and uh, did some interesting things there. And I know from that experience that the single most prevalent injury in war is burns. And burns require a lot of plasma. Yeah. So I've scheduled myself to give blood tomorrow. Uh, you know, if everybody went out and gave blood, donated plasma, did the things that we could do, that we could have a surplus to uh, plasma, certainly to send to the Ukraine. I, th I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's always a way to help out, and I think, like you said, uh, there's a need there. Um, and you know, even if it doesn't go to the Ukraine, there's always a need for blood and plasma, and it's a pretty easy way for Lincolnites yeah. to help out. A rising tide floats all boats. If we can get nationwide to get enough uh, blood and plasma going, then we could afford to be able to spare some. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all just watching, and that's probably the greatest fear. Like, let's make sure that our leaders uh, do everything to avoid a bigger uh, conflict, uh, but at the same time, you know, support the Ukrainian in ways that are being done. And I saw that we just pull, pulled oil. So, you know, these yeah. are good things that are being um, played out as in a bad situation. I mean, sure. I, I always like to say, you know, war is basically the choice of a bunch of bad, the best of bad choices. Right. You know so what I mean? I wanted to give people another opportunity to help the Ukrainians here. Uh, I'm a Boy Scout from uh, the time I was eight. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout. And I have found that uh, scouting has developed in me a desire for service. And um, the, there's a world organization of scouting uh, that has set up a way for help people with donations. Uh, so if you, make, if you would go to donate.scout.org, you can give directly uh, to the people in the Ukraine through this scouting organization. Scouts are known to be trustworthy and thrifty. Uh, you can... You can count on them to get your donation to where it needs to be. I'll tell you, I uh, I presented to the local scouts here a few years back, and um, it's very moving to get asked to present to a bunch of uh, not only young folks that are in scouting, but their support network. And uh, I don't know, it kind of brings me to tears. I really enjoy seeing young Americans um, that are learning skills at such a young age, learning teamwork, um, learning values, and have no doubt doesn't surprise me that you were part of scouting, Roy. Well, thank you. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, some of the things about office, I, I always say, it's not just there's a calling to it or there's motivations or there's things that uh, are passionate to you that maybe we don't know um, that drive you to be in office. You know? Sure. Or in this case, move from city council um, where have you have served the city of Lincoln to think about the state legislature. Well, the, the legislature is, it's interesting to me because if I'm elected, I will be representing a smaller group of people on a much bigger stage. Uh, so because as an at-large 
uh, city councilman, I represented every part of Lincoln. And, and this District 28 is uh, actually significantly smaller. I mean, it goes from 84th Street on the east to 10th Street on the west side. North is uh, O Street. South side for most of that is uh, A Street. And then you get to 27th and it goes down to about the north side of the country club area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a fairly small uh, swath and it's pretty wide east to west. Uh, but part of my motivation is that this is where I've put down my roots. And this is where you know, I've raised uh, seven children. Mm-hmm. Um, every, all, all of my children have gone to East High School, for example. And I've only got one left at home and she's graduated. And so, but on a personal level, um, I want to make Lincoln and Nebraska the kind of place where my kids want to live. Uh, I've got a daughter and seven grandkids who live in Utah. I've got a daughter and her husband and then a son and his three children who live in Ohio. Um, and, uh, he's getting his, by the way, he's getting his master's degree in clinical psychology from the Ohio state university, the the Ohio Ohio state (laughs) university. He tells me that to make sure that I understand, but, uh, I want to make Lincoln and Nebraska a place where they want to come back to. And and part of that too, is I see what's going on in the unicameral. I've seen over the years, there's a clear four-way division going on there. You've got conservative versus liberal. And then you've got rural versus urban. And it, it divides people so many ways. Uh, and, and sometimes uh, people who come from Lincoln get, um, they get divided and marginalized because they fit into a double minority. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a liberal and they're urban. Well, <laughs> you know, that, that can push you off to the side sure and what you what we need is somebody who can get in there and bring things together right and and bring people from all of those different perspectives together and i've done be able to done a good job of that in the, for the, that in the past and it's one of my i believe it's good skill set listening to people bringing them together and frankly the unicameral determines the quality of life in nebraska so yeah. it's very personal to me yeah and and one of the things i know we've talked about over you know over the last year is you know, are we are we getting further apart or are we getting closer together? And I know that, um, you know, you want to help people get connected. You know, that's what you're describing. You know, people from all these varying backgrounds and, and like you said, representing a smaller group of people on a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. But one of the things you've proven is, you know, connecting everybody. Right. First, you got to listen and you got to hear what they're saying and then come up with a plan to implement to make things better. Uh, one of the problems we have that I've observed because I've lived all around the country. I've lived in mm-hmm. South America. I've lived in Germany and, and East coast, West coast, Southeast, Southwest. And I'll tell you, um, this is a different kind of place and, and almost all the differences make it a better place. Right. Uh, but one thing I'll say is I'm still perplexed by the state government and its relationship with Lincoln. Um, Lincoln needs to get its fair share of what's going on. But I think the, the, all our state governor elected officials need to be focused on uh, making sure Lincoln is really the star city. Right. That it, it has the things that attract people, that people all over the state can point to and say, that's my capital city. And uh, one of the examples of that would be, uh, we're talking lately or in the community about a convention center. Well, how come the state doesn't start working on that 
and work in tandem with the city to get us a really world-class convention center so we can bring more events to Lincoln and, and make it the true seat of culture in Nebraska sure. as well as the seat of government. Well, I think you you bring up a great point, which is um, at times, I mean, uh, you know, I guess the story or the feeling I would have is that state legislatures come here and borrow our city or rent it, you know, um, and there's a lot of things, uh, like you said, I like that, you know, make it the star city what it is, uh, make it the center of our culture, kind of the center of um, of all things in Nebraska, because um, you hit on it. I mean, we have a lot of diversity and uh, th- almost all are great things and something like a convention center. Or just the fact of, of bringing folks through and um, really bolstering Lincoln up to be, you know, the state capital that it is. Right. Uh, it, it's, it should be, I think Lincoln has the potential to be an international quality city. And and I don't mean in, you know, the policies we have. Right. I mean in the culture we have and the environment we create to welcome everybody in and give them a place to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Again, we're on with uh, Roy Christensen, who's running for state legislature, District 28, uh, former uh, two-time city councilman, audiologist here in town, has raised his kids here um, again. um, What was it? You announced about a week ago on LNK Today, and so we're going a little deeper here with Roy. We're going to have the call lines open. After the bottom of the thing that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back with uh, Roy Christensen. Just a quick little two-minute segment here before we get to the... uh Bottom of the hour, and then second segment. Second segment, we will have callers uh, on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. For Roy, um, text line's always open, too. Uh, Again, I have a good track record of getting the questions out on air. Uh, Roy, maybe one of the things... um, Yeah, just not necessarily more personal, but, you know, I I always like to ask. Like, you know, what are your interests outside of, you know, politics and working? Well, um... I am a serial entrepreneur. I have started uh, about four companies in the last 15 years. Uh, and uh, I started a buying group for hearing aids that has 170 members across the country. Um, I, I love entrepreneurial things. Yeah. Business. It's fun. Um, I love reading. I love playing games, board games, tabletop miniature games. Love that kind of stuff. Wow. It engages my mind and strategic and tactical thinking, which I like. Yeah, I I hope to. I've tried to introduce uh, board games or, you know, the, the chess of the world, the checkers of the world, the different type of games. I, I enjoy that as well. It seems like uh, without deployments and long hours with nothing to do, the, it's almost like I have too much freedom. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's cool. Um, I think it's good. Um, you know... We'll talk a little bit when we come back, because I do want to ask your thoughts on LB859, which is uh, the Directive Health Measure 1. Um, so we'll cover that, and then we'll just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let the call lines come open, and we'll let the audience get to know you a little bit more as you make your run for state legislature. Great. Yeah, that'll be good. Again, we have uh, Roy Christensen on, um, running for District 28 state, state Legislature. So um, call in. Second segment, call lines will be open. 1499.3-KLIN, Drive Time Lincoln. Fox News. I'm Steve Rappaport. 
President Biden hits Russia's energy sector for invading Ukraine. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. But the president also acknowledges the move will cost Americans, at least in the short term, gas prices hitting an all-time high today. Opening statements expected tomorrow in the trial of four men charged in an alleged plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Prosecutors say Adam Fox, Brandon Caserta, Barry Croft Jr. and Daniel Harris plotted to kidnap Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer over the governor's forced lockdowns and other COVID-related policies. A plan that prosecutors say was infiltrated and thwarted by the FBI. Fox is Jeff. Do keep in mind, this is the time of day we're likely to see deer moving throughout the region. Keeping you moving with Time Saver Traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, we're back. Uh, 537, uh, March 8th, a Tuesday. Um, again, uh, programming note before we get back to Roy Christensen and his candidacy for state legislature. Um, no show tomorrow. And uh, we will have trans activist uh, Natalie Weiss on Thursday. That's the plan. Hope to uh, showcase civil discourse and working uh, to, you know, talk through um, the issues in different perspective. I think that will be great for everybody. Uh, Johnny, I know that for whatever reason you're bouncing around over there and, and need to say something. So go ahead. I mean, I wouldn't know if I'd say bouncing around, but I did mention to you that one of our associates over here, the higher-ups who's paying attention to the Munch Madness polls, as mentioned this morning on LNK Today with Jack and Friends, I've been named as KIN LNK Today's ambassador for the Munch Madness tournaments. And uh, we have one poll right now that is currently in a tie. The exact same vote for both restaurants. There's a lot of votes coming in. So we want to encourage all our listeners and KIM program to go on and vote if you haven't done so already. Uh, can you say which race it is? They did not tell me which re- restaurants it was, but they said one of them is a tie. And so we need more votes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So they co-opted you to try to get more votes. Yep. I mean, All so right. they, and they yeah. knew I was coming on to drive time, and I said, especially with my new honor distinction of the ambassador, I would do just that. So thank you for allowing me that airtime. All right. The pro- programming note, uh, I guess uh, L&K Today owes me one, but the truth is they don't owe me anything because I think I create more heat for those guys uh, with people confusing Jack Mitchell with uh, Jack Riggins in the afternoon show. So no no worries. Hey, folks, get out and uh, vote on Munch Madness. Uh, we're back with uh, Roy Christensen. Roy, before we take callers, I, I want to talk real quick about LB859. You talked about some interesting thoughts on the directive health measure and and those the proposal being to move it up under state control like the rest yeah. of the counties well i've i've listened to both sides of this argument and i agree with the side of the argument that says we want to maintain local control but local control mean to me would mean that every city council uh, town board or whatever would have to ratify or approve of any health measure put in place by a, a health director and that gives local control and local accountability because there, n- nowhere in Nebraska is there a direct means for voters to hold a health director accountable. But they can hold city councils and mayors and people yeah. like that accountable. And so it should ultimately belong 
to a vote of the people's representatives that are elected. Okay. That's okay. my that's my idea. Yeah. Well, and, and you know that's not an idea that I've heard but I will say one of the um you know the the arguments I had pro was just checks and balances. I believe in that in government and um and I was of course uh, making comment to the legislation that's there. Um but you know, you're providing an alternate idea to checks and balances which um, I believe is always a, a good part of our system. And so, you know, the, the putting pe- it bound local. The people are the ultimate check on the government. Sure. Fair enough. I, I can't disagree with that. Um, hey, let's uh, let's go to a caller on line one, Natalie. Natalie, hi. Well, you're, hey. you're on air. How are you? Good. How are you, Jack? And Roy? I'm good. Great. Uh, so, Roy, I, I was, I've been listening to the show today, and uh, you just said that you were hoping to make Lincoln an international quality city that welcomed people in and gave them a place to be, which is a wonderful idea, uh, ideal, and one that I share with you. And I, I know that you are a former city council member, and of course you're running to represent a district in the state legislature that represents Lincoln. And we've got this fairness ordinance thing going on right now, and I know that you were still a member of the city council while some discussions about this were being made. And I think that part of making Lincoln an international quality city and one that is welcoming people in and giving them a place to be would include making sure that Lincoln's LGBT population and potential LGBT Ukrainians who might be looking to resettle here are legally protected from discrimination in housing and employment and public accommodation which is what the current fairness ordinance would do. And I was wondering if you could give myself and the other listeners your position on that. Sure. Um, Thanks for the call, Natalie. My position is is very simple. If the language in the fairness ordinance as it is right now had only reflected the language that's in the Supreme Court decision, I would have no problem with it. But the language went significantly further in several areas. So uh, the people have spoken, at least enough of them have spoken, uh, that it will be put to a vote of the people. And I truly believe, again, that the people voting is a check on the government. And there are certain issues that are so important to people or pervasively affecting our lives uh, that they should be voted on by all the people. Uh, One example was uh, I, along with Chris Beitler, were the architects of the quarter cent sales tax for our streets. Um, It started with uh, a Rick Hoppe, Chris Beitler, and myself in a room. And uh, 18 months later, it ended with Chris Beitler and I making final compromises over lunch. But in the in-between, we had engaged the entire community, business organizations, civic groups, and gotten input that basically improved that thing. So, But in the end, after those compromises were made, it still had to go for a vote of the people. Mm. Uh, and I don't think you can go wrong very often by asking people to vote. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think Thursday when people um, listen in, I mean, we're going to deep dive, Natalie and I, um, you know, different thoughts on this and, um, you know, and some of the things, uh, both sides have very deep beliefs. And, you know, when I think, you know, I've been very consistent. I think you have, Roy, not only as a councilman, but, uh, you know, in your candidacy is, you know, checks and balances, you know, the people participating in democracy are good. And, you know, and the fairness ordinance is, you know, I know for people that were here 10 years ago, okay, it's it's like it's come back around. But, you know, for a lot of us that are here now, you know, we're just getting to look at it. And uh, and I, I still think, as I've told other people, 
um, it will be an issue that is still here in Lincoln and that as a community we need to find the right things to do for everybody. I believe in safety and security for all Lincolnites and all people. Um, and I also believe, um, you know, um, in, in the recent kind of things in mental health advocacy mm-hmm. for all people. So uh, there's, I think, a lot more going on with the Fairness Ordinance than just what's written, how sure. it's written, and, you know, as I like to say, the whole enchilada. Well, I, when it boils down to it, I believe that the function of government is to create a level playing field for everybody and then guaranteeing that everybody has an access to the playing field. Yeah. So we need everybody. Yeah. Uh, you, you, when you start excluding people, um, bad things start happening. Uh, so you, we got to include everybody and make sure everybody's got a fair shake at getting what they need out of life. Well, and you go to what we were talking about earlier about one of the reasons that you're passionate still to serve and run a state legislature is, you know, bringing back a connectedness to us as people, us in the district you would represent up in the state. And that's very important. I mean, I th- I think we would all uh, we would all be remiss if if we thought that over the last couple of years we've gotten closer together on some issues, maybe. But we have found ourselves in a time we were talking about, you know, America taking care of America. You know, let's let's take care of our house first. And in this case, we're talking Lincoln, Lancaster County, going up to the state. You know, I, it, you're passionate about connecting Nebraskans and and to that. Right. Absolutely. What what is it? Well, let's take another caller from Ron. Uh, Ron, you're on KLIN Drive Time Lincoln with Roy Christensen. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, uh, Mr. Christensen, I, I'd like to ask you several questions, and uh, you can <laughs> shut this off anytime you want. <laughs> okay. But I'd like to kind of have a, a conversation with you, ask a question, and maybe a follow-up. But what would you consider your three top or most important accomplishments in your two terms as a council person? Okay. Well, one of them, what I just talked about, was the quarter cent sales tax. That was a big deal. Um, another one uh, was getting the Veterans Parade uh, approved by the city and uh, off the ground. And the Veterans Parade is going well. And I'm, I continue to be on the board of directors of the Lincoln Veterans Parade group. Uh, that's, I'm going to continue doing that as long as they'll have me. Uh, another interesting one, that, and this this one comes from listening to people, um, and it happened right after the Fourth of July a number of years ago. And uh, someone com- someone complained to me about the uh, Chinese lanterns, or what I would affectionately call the flying bags of fire. You familiar with those? You you light up and they just drift off in in, in, the, in the ether. I'm very familiar. In fact, I thought I should still be letting those babies fly. But, but well, go ahead. I I, uh, why that was I brought that before the city council and managed to ban those because that year we had had a fire on the top of a roof of a restaurant in town. We had one of those land on the back of a a, a horse and badly burned the horse. Uh, and there was another one that started a grass fire. And and so. I brought forth the legislation to get those banned in Lincoln. And I guess it struck a chord because as soon as they had the chance, the unicameral passed as a statewide ban. Okay. Karen, one of the things you mentioned here, make Lincoln a place to come back to. Yeah. Now, do you think Lincoln has advanced or regressed? Well, in, I, in that regard, in the last five to ten years, I think we are treading water, and the reason why I think we haven't really moved forward or moved backwards is because we have not really engaged the state of Nebraska to the extent that it's possible. Um, 
you know, we can, Tony Goins is a director for economic development of the state of Nebraska, and I've dealt with him quite often, and I've dealt with large employers like Sandhills Global, for example, and there's things that they want to get done, but there seems to be this lack of communication between the city government and the state government to bring things together so good things happen. And I talked about that too in regards to maybe the state you know, government working with Lincoln to make this star city shine. Uh, there's are, there's possibility. There, are there one or two, three maybe? What would be a couple of specific things in that regard to make Lincoln a place young people want to come back to? Well, I think we need to uh, enhance our cultural uh, offerings. Um, the convention center would be a great thing uh, to do. I think we could have better streets. <laughs> Anybody, I mean, constantly getting communicated to from people who are visiting our city, and they just complain about our streets. They think uh, it's an old rickety town. Yeah. The, <laughs> that's, that's the truth. That's what it feels like. I mean, I, I remind myself of my driving across the city that uh, if this were in an aircraft, I'd say I had a very uh, turbulent flight. <laughs> you know, and so you know, the cultural aspects of our city, um, the offerings to bring more people in. Um, unfortunately, the uh, our COVID experience uh, stopped one the the national high school rodeo, but more things like that, bringing big events into the city. Now, one of the limitations we have, and the, the, the state can be helpful in this too, is that the more events we have in a city. Um, the more police we need. And I worked on that pretty hard uh, in my eight years to, to promote adding police to the force, and I was successful. Um, not successful enough, though, because the, the need continues. If we were to continue to add police officers in, in Lincoln to the rate we would maintain our current force uh, ratio to population, we'd probably need to add five officers every year. That's just to maintain where we're at. Right. Right. Yeah. So policing. Hey, Ron, appreciate hey, the call. Thank I, you very much. Yeah. Uh, Roy, that was good. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for the call, thank Ron. You. That may have been the longest time I've ever given a caller. But you know what? Ron was very civil. He was very to the point, And I thought uh, I thought his questions were good. Ron's and, uh, cool. Yeah. Well, and Johnny came over to me and said, hey, this guy's going to take your job. And I, <laughs> Ron, anytime. Anytime. You can take all the heat that I take with it. Actually, no, I enjoy doing Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, let's go to Brian on line two. Brian, you're on with the commander and Roy Christensen. Yes, well, I'd like to ask, uh, because you haven't specifically said, what's written in the Fairness Ordinance that you don't like? Well, I really don't want to get into that because I want people to make up their own mind. I've read both the old and the new, uh, and I'll say specifically that the new contains language that was not contained in the Supreme Court decision. And I'll say it again, if, if the language was identical to the Supreme Court decision, I would have no problem with it. I don't think anybody else would have gotten any traction on it either. Yeah, that's it's it's interesting. I mean, people, you know, and again, folks, we're, we're going to have, I think, a, a really good show uh, discussing, you know, really opposite sides. I've, I've been strong on my uh, opponent see to it um natalie uh trans activist will be in when or thursday and you know what uh we're gonna talk and i think that's where it starts i think there's a lot of people asking a lot of questions about that and then they can they will continue to um roy and i appreciate you taking those questions um and uh you know i mean it's just an, an issue we have to work through folks and uh i think you know, we work through it best by listening to each other yeah yeah, and I I've been the first to say that uh you know, I realize when I get fired up and and you've seen that Roy, you know, 
I can seem to, you know, I don't intentionally want to push people sure. away. Um, I, I definitely can get fired up in yeah. defense of my positions. Well, last time I was with you, I kind of calmed you down a little bit. Well, you did. And I actually, um, I don't know if you were listening, but I apologize to uh, yeah. Councilman Bowers. And I've also said this, you know, in recent times, there's, you know, I, we can't all know everybody in a city of, of 300,000, mm-hmm. um, you know. It's even if you listen to my show, I highly encourage you to continue to do more research, right? And to form your own opinions and talk to people and listen to people, as Roy says. Um, you know, Roy has experience uh, in our city government going on up, um, without a doubt, listening and, and techniques, as you say, that you've experienced. Um, and I think that that's what we need more than ever when it comes to the fairness ordinance yeah. is listening and understanding. And, and my point being, um, you know, people would not think that I have much in common, but I can say this for a fact with uh, Councilman Beckius and Bowers. I am very concerned about mental health uh, in everybody, uh, folks. And this dates back to my combat time and all the stuff I dealt with in the military, not only for my soldiers, but for myself. And I don't hide that. And let me tell you what, you know, mental health, whether you want to talk to it around COVID or you want to talk to it around uh, other just life issues, it's a real thing. And, and I think a lot of people struggle with it. Normalizing that talk is important. Um, so, um, yeah, Roy, um, let me tell you what. We're getting short on time. I don't know where we are. I'm going to check. Oh, we've got some time. Sure. Uh, kind of wrap up at least the beginning of your candidacy sure. and, and where you hope to go. Well, um, I'm working hard, connecting with people and raising money and uh, meeting with groups of people and hearing what they have to say. Uh, so far, so good. Um, but the message I'd like to leave people with tonight is, you know, we're, li- we're living in a world of turmoil. It's time to come together, listen to each other, and help each other out. Uh, you know, I mentioned in the first half hour that, uh, you know, giving blood is uh, an opportunity to help uh, in general. And uh, that's an important thing to do. Uh, the other thing I mentioned is about the uh, donations that the Boy Scouts are taking that will go directly to Ukraine, uh, and that's donate.scout.org. Please check it out. Please give something uh, so that we can help our our friends and maybe some future neighbors uh, who are in the Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it's like Roy said, uh, what he's doing in District 28 is he's uh, trying and hopefully to represent us tonight. How much snow to expect? Tales in my 10-day outlook tonight on Channel 8 News at 10. I'm Storm Alert Team Chief Meteorologist John DeSauer. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're going to finish up here with uh, Roy Christensen. Uh, one of the things, Roy, we asked is, uh, I don't think people understand. You just announced your candidacy. It's barely been a week, but uh, some people were talking about endorsements, and we were kind of talking about you know, how that process works. And Well, to get an endorsement, you usually have to interview with people, and people. The, the organizations give you questionnaires to fill out, and then they think about it, talk about it, make some decisions. So, frankly, they, there's been not enough time between the time I announced and today to have really any endorsements. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and the fact is, is uh, there's a process, I think, that those of us not in politics don't necessarily understand, you know, whether it be answering questionnaires, we talked about that, or interviewing in front of people. And so, um, folks, I mean, uh, Roy's been on the campaign trail, for lack of a better term, for about one week. Right. Really, maybe, maybe eight days. So, so it's early. What I'd say to people is... Um, it's time we got um, some people in the unicameral who will make sure Lincoln gets its fair share and promote the city as the star city of the state uh, and uh, to listen to people, 
to, to take the, the cues from the people who live in the district. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the key, and it's pretty easy when you think of uh, Roy Christensen, is, hey, literally, he's in audiology. His whole career has been about listening to people. I've learned some things from him, uh, um, being able to talk with, uh, you know, folks that are elected officials. And I think we all can learn. Uh, listening and communicating is kind of our way out of this funk that some of us, well, a lot of us feel, no matter what your issues are, that we're in. I believe that to be true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, appreciate you coming in, giving us time. You're more than welcome. Yeah, and uh, obviously we're going to watch. Again, uh, no show tomorrow, and we'll have trans activist Natalie Weiss on Thursday. Really looking forward to that show and, and a civil discourse uh, really focused on fairness ordinance and trans issues in the city. Um, without that, I mean, we've got Husker basketball tomorrow. Let's see if they can get four in a row. That'll be pretty interesting. 